Welcome to Why I Quit, a show that covers real people quitting their nine to five jobs in search of something different. Listen to inspiring conversations where we dive deep into the stories of why people quit their jobs, what were the hardest parts, where are they now, and any advice for people following the same path. I am so excited to introduce Robert Bentley as this week's guest on Why I Quit. Listen as Robert discusses his journey of starting a mobile app development business in the early days of iOS 4. Learn how he waited tables to pay the bills while trying to build the business. Get inspired hearing how he scaled the Jed Mahonis Group over the past 10 years, helping founders and businesses bring their ideas to life. Hey, Rob, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, good to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear about your story. Could you start off just telling me a little bit about where you're from and a little bit of your education background and how that led into your first job? Yeah, I mean, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I've lived here since I was 10. I lived in Indiana before that. And I was going to school initially to become a pastor. Um, But then I just felt like that career choice wasn't right for me. So I switched my major to business and um, to pay the bills during college. I was serving tables at the Perkins in Edina, Minnesota. Nice. And tell me a little bit about, you know, your mindset in college of, you know, from that bit business major, what did you expect in terms of that to translate to, to your first time job? And what was kind of your goals at that point? I, I think I had thought at the time, like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I thought with a business degree, I could probably find a job at some company and at least get a decent salary to start off with. It was just kind of like, more so not knowing what I wanted, but going down the path of what I felt like I should do at the time, which was go to school, get your degree, that whole thing. So that's what I was doing. Now, perfect. And tell me a little bit about that, uh, that first job that you had. While I was still in school, I had talked to my business partner, Tim, and this was like when the app store was just really opening up to third-party developers right back in iOS 4. And I was just like, these apps this is not going anywhere like we should just start a business making these because he was into computer science and had been developing websites all his life i was okay at using a computer just like any other kid my age but i wasn't like a whiz or anything like that i was just like you know i can do the business side of it you can do the programming and we can you know go out and do it and we just kind of decided that day like oh we're gonna start a business was this something that you had the, the entrepreneurial itch before? Was this something you had growing up or was this just completely new and just like a leap of faith that, you know, you decided to go for one day? Yeah, I'd never really had thought about it before that day. It was just kind of, it came to me while I was talking to him and we just kind of decided to do it. So I wasn't really like looking to start my own company or do that. I just kind of felt it in the moment and went forward with it. Yeah, and I'm curious in terms of where your confidence level was at at that point. You know, you hadn't started a business before. You decided to kind of jump all in. Did you have the feeling like you think you you thought you were going to make it work no matter what, or you had no idea what was going to happen? Or where, you know, where was your confidence level at that moment? Yeah, I just kind of figured, like, 
I don't know. I've always been a little bit more confident. Maybe sometimes I shouldn't, but I just am. And so I was like, you know, if we just keep working at it and we try every day to do better than we did the day before, it's going to work out somehow. And, you know, that's not to say things were never tough because they certainly were at quite a few points, but like things actually have worked out because, you know, I, I've heard like the moment you fail is when you give up and I haven't given up yet. Something we talk about with almost every guest on the show is really that expectation versus reality of that first year. You know, what was kind of your expectations going in to start the business and what was that first year really like for you? Well, we had, you know, kind of like dreamed big and we were like making all these plans like, all right, well, within three years, we should have a good roster of clients. Within five years, we should be able to swim in a bathtub full of gold doubloons. Um, we actually wrote that down on one of our like business goal, like yearly meetings. Like this is our goal. Another one was to be able to like hire on retainer, a sniper to roam around on the rooftops downtown, just in case a deal went sour. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's not exactly how it went in real life. We put up a website and set up our email addresses. And then we were just like, all right, we're open for business. <laughs> and that's what it felt like. <laughs> it was nine months until we got one inquiry to do work on a mobile app. And it was, we, we took it for not a whole lot of money. We did some bug fixes for an art app for $250. After that, we got someone that asked us to create a website and then we had some portfolio pieces and then our site, like my partner was really good at doing SEO stuff. So after a couple of years, we had ranked to like the top, like one, two or third result in Google when you were doing software developers in Minneapolis or app developers. Then we started getting, you know, a bit more business and things started taking off, but it definitely took a couple of years before we were able to make enough money to live off of it. Yeah. And talk to me a little bit about how you were able to kind of get through those, you know, rough few years in the beginning, you know, was it, was it the fact that you like believed in your business and you and your business partner that you could get through it to get to it? Did you have moments when you were like, I don't know if we're heading down the right path or, you know, what did, what did that look like for you? I guess I never really doubted that if we kept going, we would be successful. It was just figuring out how at the time um, I was still serving tables like 20 hours a week. I was doing like one or two dinner shifts and then working on the weekend during weekday mornings and then working on the business Monday through Friday and hanging out when I wasn't doing any of that. So like, yeah, I don't know. I, I never really like had doubts about it. Like I wasn't doing the right thing. It just, you know, it was a lot slower moving and a lot harder at first than I thought it would be initially. Did you have a specific moment or, you know, a specific deal where you were like, okay, you know, we've, we're onto something here. We, you know, we have a stable business and it's like, it's going somewhere. Did you have like a specific moment like that? Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure if I should talk about the name of the app, but we got a messaging app in 2014 and it was enough money that I was able to be like, okay, well, we can at least pay ourselves regularly monthly. It's not just, oh, we had a deal come in and we finished the project and we're half the money and it's a nice bump in our checking account, right? Like this is like 
hey, we need to pay ourselves regularly. And this deal gave us the ability to do that. And we landed that deal beginning of 2014. So it was like roughly two years after we had started the business. I'd love to hear a little bit about you know, kind of those initial days, what was that like back then of like the early days of development? Like, how does it, how does it compare to now? Do you have any like, you know, kind of like old stories of like telling what it was, what it was like uh, back then? I mean, developing itself was really different. I mean, I started doing iOS programming and back then it was in Objective-C. Since then, Apple has switched to Swift. And now there's Swift UI out, but like even going back to Objective C, like there was different stuff that I haven't thought about in years, like memory management, doing like release retain. I was doing all of that stuff while I was learning, and then they kind of slowly like made it better so you didn't have to worry about all of that stuff. Plus, just the like landscape of it was different too from a business perspective. It was still like a gold rush mentality, right? Like okay, I'm going to put an app on the app store and sell it for a dollar and make a million dollars. And then that is just not what it's like anymore. People are still trying to do stuff like that, but it's not the same kind of like hysteria of like, oh yeah, I built this simple game and sold it for a dollar and made $10 million. Like it's, you have to have a lot of marketing. There's so much, so many apps out there and you know, it, it is just different now. Yeah. And talk to me about that shift in the market. You know, you've definitely seen a lot of things change from consumer facing apps to now B2B apps. And, you know, as this landscape market has changed, how has that changed your business? And, you know, was that transition, you know, difficult along the way? And what did that, what did that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, it's been a slow progression. Like since there was this gold rush, we were really trying to like advertise to like startups in the startup community and, we still do apps with that because it's, you know, some of them are still really viable. Like one we just built is called Turn Signal. And that's been, it's an app that connects um, users on demand with a lawyer in the event that they're um, pulled over by the police. So it kind of helps de-escalate everything, the interactions recorded, and then there's like a live lawyer giving advice. So like apps like that, it's a startup, sure, but it's like helping make the world a better place. And I was super happy to be a part of that. But our overall marketing is now more towards businesses, either like internally making their processes easier, better, more efficient, stuff like that, or customer facing apps for those businesses. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as you started growing the business and having more projects and, you know, more stability in the business itself, where was your mindset in terms of, you know, kind of like where you wanted the business to go? Were you were you just focused on getting as many clients as you could? Were you focused on, were you thinking about different things of like other projects as well or more work-life balance or, you know, how did you, how did you think about it as you were growing the business over the years? Well, I've always wanted to like take in as many projects as I possibly could. Like if it became more than we were able to handle, I would hire more people to handle it, right? That was my mentality. Like if you can get the work in and then, you know, that's the hard part, right? Like getting it done is also hard, but it's not the hard part. It's, you can figure it out. Oh, we need someone to do this development. Okay, find someone, do it. Gaining the clients though has been the, the question I've been trying to ask myself is how can I accelerate that? And, you know, we're getting better at it, but it's still a challenge. Yep, no, make, makes sense. And in terms of, 
kind of one thing we talk about a lot on the show, um, especially with founders is, you know, really thinking about how they think about time in terms of like, you know, work and life. And a lot of times, you know, those blend together, especially when you're running the business, especially services business where, you know, your time is the money. Uh, a lot of the times, like, how do you, how do you look at work-life balance or how do you look at, you know, kind of like your time of like balancing between work and, you know, other things that you're interested in as well? Well, I, I used to be a lot worse about work-life balance than I am now. I've been running the business for 10 years now, but at first it was like this kind of like new toy I had. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe an email's come in and I would check my phone way too often. And then as the business grew and I had just more responsibility with it, I think more so than like checking my phone when I shouldn't, it was just my mind being occupied with it. Like, you know, I'd be sitting having dinner and I would be like, my thought would be on the business. And lately now I've been more just focusing on like, I have set hours. I'm in the office from 10 to 4.30. Um, sometimes I'll wake up really early and do some development or do some work. But as soon as my family's up, that's their time. I am with them. I cook breakfast for them every day. And then when I get home, we'll have dinner together and I've really made a conscious effort to not be like thinking about work, to be checking messages, doing emails, anything like that. When I'm off, off the clock, you know, you're never really off the clock, but like it's become important to me to really focus on that. Hearing you mention an office, I'm curious in terms of as things are going more remote and more hybrid, you know, what is your setup for your company? It sounds like you have an office and, you know, what's kind of your opinion in terms of where that market's going of like, sometimes it can be hard to build a culture remote and virtually, you know, are you, do you have your employees going into the office on a daily basis? And what, what does that look like for you? Actually, we, we have an office, but um, one of the startups that we worked with in 2014, their vsilabs.com, they do autonomous vehicle research. We built their portal and maintain their website. And as a part of the deal, they gave us a room in their office. So that's where my office is. It's actually their office. And my whole team is remote and pretty much has been since day one. So I come in, but no one else really does. I mean, sometimes someone will pop in or come and work for the day, but mostly it's all remote work. Nice. And in terms of the remote side of it, how do you think about different time zones, you know, kind of employees working different types of schedules and things like that. How do you, in a remote first workplace, you know, how do you think about kind of growing and scaling a team when, you know, some people are better at working different hours than others, but having enough collaboration time and enough team culture, you know, to kind of keep growing the business. How do, how do you think about that at your company? We have a few scheduled meetings a week and that's a requirement to be on. It's obviously not in person because we're remote. So we're on the phone, Zoom, and as long as you're at those meetings and there's a certain amount of work that you have to do, as long as you get it done, I don't care if you do it at 8 a.m. or 4 p.m. or midnight. Or I'm not concerned about what time of day it, rather I'm just kind of concerned about output. And if you're supposed to be at a meeting, be there. And that's really it. You know, I'm curious to kind of, step back a little bit in terms of like thinking about kind of like, you know, your journey and your experience. There's a lot of people listening to the show that are, you know, thinking about potentially quitting their jobs or have recently quit their jobs. 
you know, is there a specific piece of advice or something that you wish you knew kind of like going through the process uh, when you did? I mean, unless you have like actual customers lined up, like you're starting a business because you know this person has a need for it and that's enough to like sustain you if you're just kind of like, oh, I just want to start a business. Like it'd be first to probably a better idea to make sure you have customers. Cause like I said, it was like two years before I could live off the business. And even then it wasn't like that much money. It was like, I could barely skate by. That'd be my advice is like, make sure you have a market, make sure you have someone that you can actually sell it to. And if you can have that, then you can figure out from there how to grow it and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, something that, you know, I did, um, was like, as we were first growing, like I had, you know, side jobs just to kind of like supplement the income in terms of like validation. Um, I know you did as well. A debate that people talk about a lot of times is, you know, how long to keep on to that or how long to keep on to your job before you have enough validation to, you know, quit and actually like jump off now, like looking back, you know, is there anything that you would look at differently in terms of, working too much of a side job and not having enough time spending out and getting customers to like go all in or, you know, is there, is, is, do you have any thoughts on that in general? I mean, thankfully I was able to like work the restaurant job so I could work part-time. I was full-time on the business and it was like two years before I made any sort of money at it. So like it does take effort. Like you have, if you're going to do it at all, you've got to be all in. It's more about just how you make it work while you're all in. If you're working a side job to pay your bills, that's what you have to do. But might as well not even do it at all if you're not going to, like, really go for it. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, as you are continuing to grow the company. So you're on 10 years now. You know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, what it, where do you want the next five years, the next 10 years to look like in general? Do you have like a similar trajectory in mind of just like more projects, more people working under you, or do you have different goals as you kind of head into the next decade of your company? No, I, I, I do think it is, you know, like continuing to grow more projects, more people, and also maybe sort of working on our own products too, seeing if we can have success with an app of our own, or, you know, we've got a few ideas floating around the company and it would be nice to kind of get into something like that too. So that's, maybe a slightly different direction that we might be heading in, but, you know, still kind of aligned with what we're doing. You talked a little bit about kind of your, you know, kind of set schedule and kind of like setting some boundaries and kind of like working with, uh, within kind of like some timeframes that fit with your family, you know, as, you know, kind of time goes on with the company as well. Do you have any other goals in terms of shifting priorities of like, you know, being able to travel more, it sounds like potentially work on some like different side projects as well. Like, you know, do you have any other different priorities that you want to like think about or that you would think about kind of like adjusting your schedule or anything like that towards? Yeah, I think, you know, I was so hands-on in the beginning and I still am, but it would be nice to be a little bit less so, so that I could just spend more time with my family, investing into their lives and going places and doing fun things because, what I think about is when I'm old, what I'll be left with is my memories and I won't remember sending one more email or writing one more line of code, but I will remember the day we went out to the small town with my family and had some ice cream. So like, that's where my priorities are headed. Honestly, I, I hope that's not bad because it's kind of against the hustle culture, but like, 
as I do this, like, I want to be able to live life the way I want to and not have someone dictating, like, you have to spend a certain amount of time at it. Like, I still want to be successful and I'm all in, but I also want to make sure I'm giving time to my family, too. I'm I'm pretty sure every uh, every guest that's been on the show has been anti-hustle culture. I think that's part of the uh, <laughs> the rhetoric of the people that have quit their jobs. A lot of times, is people focusing on flexibility, controlling their own schedule, and like really focusing on either the projects or you know that they want to work on, or kind of like taking their time back. So no, it's um, I definitely you know resonate, and I think a lot of people here resonate with uh, with that similar similar concept and. To just kind of like going back a little bit, you you made this leap in terms of you had never started a business before. You know, you had you know uh, it sounds like very limited development experience, if any, um, and you made this leap and this business kind of you know you've now been running it for you know ten years. Just talk to me a little bit about how you could explain to people kind of like understanding like the risk tolerance and how you figured it out. And, you know, what, you know, what's just the like a piece of advice people can take from that of like how you were able to kind of make that leap. And you talk about it very nonchalantly, but it was a huge risk, right? And you took two years without yeah. making salary. So, you know, kind of talk to me a little bit of that mindset. What's like a takeaway you could give someone listening to this show? Yeah, I don't know if it was easier for me at the time or not, because I was like still in college when I decided that I was going to start this business. So like, I wasn't used to making a lot of money. I didn't have a cushy salary or, you know, a cushion salary that I like dropped down to making no money from. I was, you know, serving tables 30 to 35 hours a week. And then when I started doing this, like, obviously it just kind of replaced school. So like I was doing school full time, then I switched it to doing business full time lowered my hours at the restaurant as the business started doing better. So for a while I was still doing 25 hours and then it was 20 and then it was 15 and then 10. And then I quit altogether. I guess it was a big risk, but it didn't really feel like one at the time. Cause I wasn't like changing my lifestyle. Really. It was, you know, just instead of school, which I was paying for now I was working on something that could generate money for myself. And even though it didn't come in right away, it was, it did happen eventually. So that felt better. I don't know if that's exactly what you were looking for with the answer to the question, but it was my experience. No, that's, that's absolutely perfect. And I think it's, uh, I definitely agree with you. I think it would be a lot harder quitting now. Like once you have, yeah. you know, your family, you have, you know, a certain lifestyle that you get used to versus like going back, I think would be like that much more difficult now than, you know, to end it, we always ask the same thing to every guest. What are you most excited about over the next three to five years? Even though I've been running the business for 10 years, like the previous five years, I'd say I've definitely learned a lot just about like how to do things, how to manage it, how to get the work in, how to manage it while it's in. And right now I'd say it's kind of like the first year, I'd say it's kind of like feeling like a little bit stable <laughs> where I can, I'm not just like, all right, what's going on? What's wrong? You know, like, I'm kind of like, okay, I come in on Monday and it's, you know, stuff is going on, but it's business as usual. So I'd like to kind of keep refining the processes so that it's even more just flowing. And then I can think about, you know, like I said, spending more time with my family, but also like doing the stuff like developing our own products and seeing how well we can do with stuff like that. Awesome to hear your story and kind of like the journey of where you got to. And I think, you know, kind of before we, 
Jadoff, if you mind, just kind of given a quick elevator pitch about your company and if people are interested in mobile or web services, where they can find you. Yep. So we're the Jed Mahonis group. We do, we specialize in iOS and Android development. We primarily work with businesses, but also some startups. And we are good at taking just an idea that you have and actually making it into a working product. Also, we sometimes take over code that was poorly written or just isn't functioning and turn it into something that's working. So that's something we do too. Um, and we do backends and Ruby on Rails, yeah, admin dashboards, that kind of stuff. So data management tools and mobile apps is really what we're good at. Awesome. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll include all of your links in the episode description. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your story, and uh, I'm excited to see where you take it next. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show. This was fun. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot to us. We want to hear from you as we keep growing. Please reach out on whyquit.co if you have any feedback or potential guests. A special thanks to Chris Dole for the music. Please check out his newest album, Here's to You, on Spotify. Thank you, and we will be back next week with another episode.